Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 254 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Megan. It's the fifth Tuesday in March. We're still in March. It's still, it's Tuesday? What? I don't even know what year it is right now, I feel like. Oh, my gosh. It is the gosh. same month that it has been um, for a while now. <laughs> well, are you ready to talk about food? I think this will be good. Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is the third time we've actually done this, and we're talking about a week of real life dinners. And the idea is that I think we have a tendency to talk about what we plan to eat or what we would like to eat. And, and by that, I mean what we're going to make for dinner. Mm-hmm. We, there's a lot of meal planning resources and blog posts and things like that out there. But we rarely look back at what we actually ate. And I suspect that's because often our plans don't match up with reality. I think that's true. And I think also when you make a meal plan... I think even most meal planners would say that you usually you plan for like maybe four dinners and you you know that there's going to be like a random leftovers night or a smorgasbord night. But you don't even write those down because they're like, right, they just happen. And I think they don't count somehow in your head. Yeah, they, exactly. And I think those are some of the most interesting to look back on and share because everybody handles those differently. And it's like a little peek behind the curtain at like, no, no, not what did you plan to eat this week for dinner? But what did you actually feed your family? And I always find it really fascinating, like families with young children, we know we're supposed to serve the same thing and everyone's supposed to eat the same thing. But I know that's not a reality in my house. So I enjoy hearing like, oh, yeah, on this night, the kids ate mac and cheese and we ate this. And I just find it more real. It is. And I have to say right now, I am more finely uh, tuned in to eating and food than I have been in quite some time because of what's going on with, you know, not necessarily wanting to be at the grocery stores often or maybe wanting to get a little bit of um, stockpile. I don't want to say a hoard, but some, you know, get some stockpile in your, in your pantry and then maybe getting more creative about ways to use your pantry um, items and things like that. So uh, I think that it's changing things, but it's making me pay closer attention 
which has been interesting. Well, I, I agree. And one reason I think I'm excited to tackle this topic during this current global pandemic, because two things. One, everybody is home a lot right now. And you're right. Thinking about food and feeding a family differently and possibly even spending more time cooking and more time yeah. eating as a family. But the other thing is this will end and listeners will be catching this episode, you know, six or 12 months from now. And what we ate for dinner during this, there might be some things to take away from that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's both timely, but it's something we're going to have to keep feeding our families forever inside and outside of this current Turns reality. Out. And, yes. and I think some of the things we learn, some of the recipes we try, some of um, some of the forced habits maybe around this time, maybe things that we that we carry forward. So I feel like it's a nice combination of something that can serve us and our listeners during this time, but that also maybe is a lasting conversation because feeding your family just is always a thing. It just it just is. Right. Um, I also want to mention that last weekend I did my a big pantry organization project, which I don't think I've done one of those in probably six years where I really went in and cataloged and organized. And I actually created a spreadsheet and took inventory of my contents of my fridge, freezer and pantry. That is extra. I have never it done that in really my life. For the record. Extra. Here's the reason I did it. So what I've been doing is just over the last like three weeks, ever since this kind of like idea that there might be shortages of certain things or whatever kind of got on my radar. I've just been shopping a little more aggressively, like a little bit more at a time than I would have. So I was buying a few more boxes of pasta than I otherwise would, or a couple extra cans of beans and, you know, maybe an extra thing of eggs. Right. So the problem was I wasn't organizing it. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, I spent 300% of my grocery budget <laughs> in March um, which is totally to be expected. I think that right now I'm not eating out at all. So right. like, you know, it kind of balances out, but I thought I don't want to, I can't just continue to do that forever. So right. I need to know what I have in my house and I need to get a really good feel for what people are eating because I know in my house, kids come and go. Um, we would often, it's like, sometimes you don't even count that pizza you picked up as, as like, you know, you don't really count it in your head mm -hmm. as food that was eaten. And so in a week where say my kids are with me three and a half days a week. So say that, say this was the week they were with me for four dinners, mm -hmm. right? Well, they're going to eat lunch at school. Mm -hmm. They're either going to grab breakfast or they're not like some, one yeah. of them might grab a shake or something or a bagel on the way out the door. Others just wouldn't eat in the morning. Um, they're going to go to friends' houses. We're going to sometimes share meals with other families. And when you're doing, or, and I might be going out to eat or bringing yeah. home leftovers to the kids. And when you're doing, when you're with so haphazard, it's really hard to get a sense of like, what does my family actually eat? Right. And what's cool about right now is we're a closed system. Yeah. Yeah. Everything our kids are eating, we're yeah. creating and preparing and giving to them. Mm -hmm. And, and so I know, and myself, like I, so I know, so making the inventory, I felt like was just a step where I could say, okay, here's what I have. Mm -hmm. And let me check. So it's been a week. So today, um, actually when I'm done with this, uh, the recording, it's been a week since I shopped last. I'm going to go take another inventory and I'm going to see what did we go through? That's, How many eggs did we use in a week? Yeah. That's, um, that's really smart. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I don't know. It'll, it, it'll just inform like how much food I actually do have to have if I don't want to shop for two or three weeks. And yeah. you know, that's important to know. So you yeah. can manage your budget and meal plan and all that. Yeah, no, it has truly changed everything. I feel like we, in the last two weeks, it's really only been two weeks that we've been on altered behavior. And already the grocery shopping has changed. It was 
a combination of delivery and multiple stores before. And now it's kind of settled into once a week, one store, um, some supplemental things by delivery, if we can manage it. Um, but I also, you know, live in a two partner, you're single and I am married. And so I do find that having two adults, we're constantly kind of keeping that inventory and like deciding what to use, what's going to go bad. I mean, we've been so good about using all fresh produce before it goes bad and just, it's, yeah, it's definitely changed, changed behaviors. Um, so I think this, this will be interesting. Um, if you are a new listener and haven't heard our other week of real life dinners episodes, it's quite simple. Um, after the break, we're just going to go through the week. Uh, I think we started writing down our meals last Sunday. So we'll go Sunday to Saturday. And we'll talk about what we had planned or didn't plan and what we actually ate that night and whether our kids liked it or whether they were home in your case, Megan. And we also had Kelsey, who works on our team as our sponsorship coordinator. She has three kids, um, a six-year-old and four-year-old twins. So her kids are younger and she also lives in West Virginia, a different part of the country. So last time we made her do this with us and we did that this time as well. So between the two of us, we actually have three families full week of actually dinners that we actually ate to report on. So it'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR5050 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. 
Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right. So we are going to go evening by evening and offer up what we made and served and ate that night. Um, and I guess, Megan, where we're relevant, we'll talk about like a recipe or technique, but a lot of times this is just like regular people winging it, right? So yeah. we won't always have a recipe to link to, but as we move through, if we mention stuff, it will always be in the show notes. So we started last Sunday and luckily you don't have to remember, you wrote it down. So what did yes. you serve last Sunday? <laughs> so last Sunday, um, I had pork loin, a roasted pork loin, um, cauliflower also roasted and asparagus that I made. I just threw those on a big, uh, cookie sheet and. Okay. So also roasted kind of. Yeah, yeah, roasted. Yeah, all of it roasted. And um, one thing that will become sort of apparent as we go through this is that I've discovered that I way over buy fresh produce. And so there was kind of like a like a fire sale in my house. <laughs> like <laughs> last chance to use this up and um, the stuff that didn't get used got put in freezer bags and put in the freezer, which I'm usually really bad about doing. So, yeah, so that was that was Sunday. Nice. How about you? Um, first I have to ask really quick for your pork loin. I mean, I know, cause I've talked to you a lot about food. A lot of times you sear stuff and then cook it in the yep. oven. Is that what you did? Yep. I seared it on all sides on the stovetop and then I coated it. Oh, I forgot to say, um, I had bought this. So last week I went to Costco for the first time and, yes. uh, last weekend, that was my last big gro- grocery shop. And it's really funny that the stuff I bought, I just was laughing at myself when I got home. And one of the things I had purchased was this enormous jar of peeled peaches. Yeah, you sent me a picture. It looks like a decoration. It doesn't it even look beautiful. like real beautiful. It was beautiful. And then it sat on my counter and I thought, well, I started getting feeling weird about not using it. Like I started thinking, what am I going to use this thing for? And so I made with about half the peaches, um, I made like a, like a peach, I buttered, you know, like sauteed in huh. butter mm-hmm. um, with a little sugar, a bunch of the peaches and those went on top and I had I coated the whole thing in like grainy mustard. So the nice. pork loin itself coated in grainy mustard and then put that in the oven on a roasting pan for, I don't remember. It took a lot longer to cook than it was supposed to, but I think it's because it was like a pretty big cut of meat. Okay. And I just looked up the instructions online and then um, the cauliflower and asparagus, just cookie sheet, olive oil, salt yeah, in the oven at like 400. Do yeah. your kids ever, like if you serve that, that all sounds delicious to me. Do your kids ever want um, a proper um, complex carb or starch? Like, do they look for a pasta or a rice or a bread or something if you're just nope. serving meat and veg? Okay. Cause that's if my I serve preference. Meat and veg, they would eat that. My preference um, is just to eat meat and veg. Uh, it kind yeah, of, and you know, it's, it's funny. We don't, we're not like a big bread with dinner family anymore. Like there was a time I remember always putting up buttered bread and I don't do that anymore. And it doesn't, no one seems to care. They just eat what's in front of them. Well, I think, I mean, I'm well known on the show for having said, just cut up sliced apples and buttered bread. And that's like my insurance policy. If they don't like something, then that's what they eat for dinner. And we don't really say anything or make a big deal of it. But I would agree. We're even moving away from needing to do that with every meal. Um, yeah. And, and in general, if my kids like the meat and like the veg, or we often would also cut up a fruit because they don't, they just aren't as big on vegetables. But yeah, we're not. I just some families just have like a a pasta or a bread or a rice with every meal. I was yeah. just curious. Well, and I think because I stopped eating a lot of that kind of carby stuff. And so my meals just started moving away from that. Um, there was definitely a time when we would rice would be more of a thing or like noodles. And yeah. I, and then when I kind of stopped eating that way, I just sort of started cooking the way I was eating and no one seemed to really notice or miss it. Yeah. So, so know. far, so good. They're oh, older though. That makes right. a difference. Oh, you know? totally. 
Um, yeah. Okay, so last Sunday we had cheeseburgers, which was kind of a nice treat. And I, I love a cheeseburger at home if it has like a bunch of things on it that I like. Um, and so that would be like avocado, like a good avocado. I love sliced red onion, um, cheese, like good cheese. And uh, Violet does not like cheeseburgers. I want to say that she maybe had some buttered noodles on the side. I didn't write that down, but I'm guessing. And then we had a small package of chicken wings, raw chicken wings. And Brian makes really good homemade uh, chicken wings. He makes them in the oven, but he does like barbecue sauces. And mm. Reed and Allegra both love them. And it's usually kind of a treat. And But we had this small package that we needed to thaw and use. So Brian made kind of a side of chicken wings. So we had cheeseburgers and chicken wings. And I don't think, I don't think Brian and I made a salad or anything. I think I just ate a cheeseburger. So, Well, that's um, a good Sunday meal. It is. And then Kelsey, they had grill, they grilled a pork loin, mashed potatoes and broccoli from Frozen. And she said the kids ate the pork loin, but Audrey's on a meat aversion lately. So she was <laughs> hesitant until she drowned her pieces in ranch. And don't we all, don't we all know that? Yes. And you know what else I learned about Costco? You can get really big bottles of ranch there. Yeah. And they come in two packs. <laughs> yes. We use a lot of ranch. Yes. I, love I ranch. learned so much. I learned so much. Um, okay. So right. Monday, you want me, to, want me yeah. to go first? Okay. So after I did, it was Sunday was when I did my um, pantry, freezer and fridge reorganization project. And I learned that I had eight dozen eggs. Now, oh I'm not gosh. sure how one accidentally acquires eight dozen you eggs. You only have one fridge, right? Just one fridge. Yeah, because I have a garage refrigerator, so I could see how that would happen to us. But that would be really a, take up a lot of space in it, just one refrigerator. Yes, it really would and does. <laughs> um, but I think that the way I have one of those side by side fridges, which I don't honestly love. I don't think they give you really good space in the freezer in particular. And there's right. not like a good wide place to put like a pizza box or whatever. But I think what was happening is I was stashing eggs in different spots in my fridge and mm -hmm. just didn't realize the enormity of how many I had. So I stacked them all up. I have a picture that I can, we can maybe put in the show notes. I was cracking up. They're not even all like the same eggs. They're like, they were again, like I had bought an extra dozen eggs just here and there. Yeah. And, and then they didn't get used. So um, on Monday I made two quiches. We ate one for lunch and one for dinner. And my plan had been to have leftovers that night. But I think what I'm one of the things I'm learning um, or I know this, I've already known this. But one of the things I'm forcing myself to grapple with is the fact that I need to buy a lot less than I think I do uh -huh. if I'm just careful to use everything. Yeah. And that, yes, because otherwise, probably those eggs would have maybe some would have gotten thrown away or like, you know what I mean? We would have eaten pork that night and then maybe made a totally different dinner the next night, right. but there would have been these unaccounted for eggs. So do you have a pie crust, like a, just a chilled, like Pillsbury pie crust that you use for your quiche? I or do you did. Buy yes. Okay. I buy, I buy the Pillsbury rollout. So. Yeah. Those work really well. I just don't keep them on hand. It wouldn't be something I would have in a pandemic. So I would <laughs> typically like if the pandemic had just hit us all of a sudden and I had to cook with what was left already in my fridge, I wouldn't either. I had bought them a couple weeks earlier for some other purpose, um, and I just still had them. So I will also say that I am not a super brand specific person, but I really do think the Pillsbury rollout is better than any generic I've ever used. Yeah, that's always what we've gotten to. I mean, so the holidays it, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Just throwing right. a plug in there for the Pillsbury. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, so Monday was kind of a terrible dinner culinary in terms of culinary um, <laughs> experience. And you and I had some laughs about this. So we use butcher box for a lot of our proteins and we have for a while, but it sometimes means that Brian gets a little experimental in what 
types of meat he orders. So he had a beef roast, like a chuck roast, I think. And this is uncharacteristically Brian because he's really a very, very good cook and he's very good with meat and protein. So I'm not exactly sure what went through his mind, but he was thinking that if he did that in the slow cooker, it would fall apart like a pot roast kind of. And so he looked up a recipe and he did use like he the sauce that it that it simmered in or slow cooked in was from a recipe. And it was like a, you know, it was like a meatloaf sauce, kind of like a ketchup. Yeah. But the meat never softened or fell apart. And it was kind of terrible. He tried to slice it, but then it was like, like, it wasn't like prime rib, like nice sliced. Yeah. Bro- I can't even explain what it was. Cause I'm not a super, like super knowledgeable about different cuts of beef, but it was terrible in terms of, it was so hard. And Brian and I were like, okay, I guess you don't do that in the crock pot. And you were laughing at us. You're like, no, you don't do that in a crock pot. Silly. Well, I think Sillies. people do. No, no, no. I don't think you're silly at all. I think people do it in the crock pot all the time. And I don't understand it. You know that I've had, I've talked on the show before about how my crock pot, like what the things I'm willing to make in a crock pot <laughs> is usually like dips and chili. I'll make, I'll definitely all day long make meatballs with the grape jelly and the uh-huh. you know, yeah. chili sauce. I will all day long make that thing with the Velveeta and the Rotel tomatoes and the sausage. <laughs> so you want like a fondue crock To me, crock that's pot. what a crock pot is for. And every time I've tried to do meat, it always either tastes just like gelatinous goo with no flavor or it's overdone and tastes like dry and bad. I've never had a good meat experience. Well, okay. So I've I've mostly done chicken and I've done chicken thighs and chicken breasts and shredded them and done them like Mexican style. And it always turns out great. So I guess the beef thing was new to us, but the funny, the funniest part about it is all three of the kids loved this meat. And I can't get all three of my kids to like anything, let alone disgusting, hard beef. And they all three liked it. And you wrote back, you're like, well, kids love junk meat. So I guess what I've been doing wrong (laughs) all these years is like try to feed my kids uh, maybe a more highly elevated. I don't know. So we had it's true. Kids love junk meat and they love the sauce, this very like vinegary, like ketchupy sauce. So anyway, with that, there had been some veggies in the crock pot with it. I didn't even touch them because I was grossed out by the whole thing. But then we roasted some sweet potatoes and carrots on the side. So I literally only ate roasted sweet potatoes and carrots. And then we had also toasted a bunch of plain bagels because we didn't know how the whole thing was going to go down. And that's kind of like going back to the bread as safety net. Uh, That is that's our go to. So plain bagels, junk meat and roasted sweet potatoes <laughs> on Monday night. Unfortunately, it was like really high quality meat, probably, but just like a junky preparation of it. So, um, you know, I love what Kelsey wrote because this is so me. This is like something that happens at my house. She said Eric ate sushi, which, first of all, that's interesting because I don't know where they're procuring sushi in a quarantine. I had the same thought. We'll like, get back to go you. get it at the grocery we'll get back store to you on that. Uh, the okay. kids had quesadillas and carrot sticks and ranch and I, this is Kelsey writing, I was feeling overwhelmed this night and just snacked. And that is, <laughs> I could do that half the night. Like I'm not a big dinner person. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed or just feeling stressed by feeding everyone else, I just eat a few bites off the kid's plate and call it a night. I eat much more, like all of my caloric consumption is in the first half of the day. So I'm just like, I could totally do that at night. Love it. So, okay. Tuesday, Tuesday, I finally got around to the leftover pork loin. Um, I chopped it up and served it with cauliflower rice and roasted broccoli. And then I had a little surprise because I found when I was doing my pantry, I found that I had somehow wound up with some extra stuff from HelloFresh. I think it must have been like I got a, a, a shipment when I was going out of town or something. So I didn't use up a couple of those little cute jars of yes, fig. They are so cute. Um, yeah, it's like fig jam or fig preserves. 
and then a couple of those cute little bottles of balsamic. And so I just, and then I still had a shallot. So I made the fig um, reduction mm-hmm. that, that they usually ser- send with um, their chicken recipe. But I made it for the pork loin. Nice. And it was delicious. And the pork yeah. loin at this point, was it chopped up small, like a hash kind of? Are we still? I, yeah, I served it almost like a stir fry because it's yeah. cauliflower yeah, yeah, yeah. rice. Yeah. So it was like cubed. Okay. Yep. And then my other question is, does the cauliflower rice you buy, is it ba- is it frozen? Yes, it's frozen in bags. And I put like super, I leave it, I take the bag and I whack it with the metal spoon a bunch uh-huh. to break up the rice because otherwise it clumps. And then I get oil really hot in a skillet and throw it in there. And that's how I cook it because otherwise I find that I don't like the texture. It's um, too, yeah. So that should like. It's it, too mushy. Right. But this like almost toasts it. Yeah. It like it like evaporates a nice, off that water. Yeah. And I, and I almost make it like a hash brown where I spread it out in the pan and I smash like it down I would like and that. then flip it. And it makes it like nice and golden and toasty everywhere. And it tastes so much better. I think. And I actually, I, I could, I, it doesn't taste like rice, No, but with enough flavor, it's rice. Like I love that. So, yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, Trader Joe's has the, uh, I think they have it where it comes frozen, but they also have it fresh. And I, for a while, was buying it fresh, but it goes bad in the bag so fast. Like you have to use it. Yeah. Like you look, if you look away, if you blink, it'll be stinky and it's super stinky. So yes. I've also bought it fresh and then frozen it myself. Um, and that has worked well too. And I know you're not a smoothie person, but if you, you can put that frozen cauliflower rice in a smoothie and it does not taste like anything, it has the, it's huh. like, it's an absence of taste. So it doesn't taste like a vegetable, like kale is bitter or you right. know, other vegetables have a flavor. And so it blends up, you know, it's icy already and it blends up smooth and I don't think you can taste it at all. So I'm not, well, a that's big, why people yeah. are making like cauliflower pie crust or sorry, right. pizza crusts and all yeah. these things. It's just, it's very, it just takes on the flavor of whatever you make it with. Yeah. And I was laughing at myself because one of the things I purchased at Costco was an enormous bag, like enormous bag of cauliflower rice. And then I got home and I was like, how am I even going to fit this in my freezer? I had to like smush. I had to whack it a bunch of times again with a spoon just to smush it down so that I could like fit it. Yeah. Into my freezer. Oh, well, that is the the Costco challenge. Um, (laughs) But you. So Tuesday we redeemed ourselves from junk meat and we had another, uh, piece of beef from the butcher box that we thawed and it was tri-tip. And so like proper Californians, we grilled tri-tip and then I had these carrots that, um, like the multicolored carrots, but not even the baby ones, but like the big long ones. So they look like they came from the farmer's market or something. They just came from Trader Joe's, but they were so pretty and I peeled them and cut them up and they were purple and white and yellow and I roasted them. And so it felt like a much, uh, like a much improved over the night, much improved. So, and the kids liked that meal too. We, um, just had the grilled tri-tip and the roasted carrots. Now, how do your kids feel about vegetables that are in a color that they're not anticipating? And I ask this because a lot of the classic advice on getting your kids to eat, you know, vegetables is like serve a variety of colors. But I know kids who are very suspicious of something that's not the color that they're expecting it to be. Yeah, I would say so. they have enthusiasm. They have enthusiasm if they're involved at all in the shopping and preparing. And that's where the, you know, the experts would be like, include your kids in the process. And we have had fun, like purple sweet potatoes and purple yes. carrots. When it comes to the eating, I think they have all kinds of opinions that they can taste the difference, which ones they like better. And it's kind of like, like, which is your favorite M&M? Like they all taste the same, but we still have like a favorite color. So yeah, I don't know. Two of my three kids will eat roasted carrots and 
uh, Reed prefers raw. And so we just, whenever we have roasted carrots, we just give him a pile of raw carrots and, you know, everyone's eating carrots. So, yeah. Um, Kelsey's family had grilled uh, bratwurst that night with grilled peppers and onions, which that sounds really good. I feel like I want to put that in our rotation. And she said the kids just ate the bratwurst, cut like a hot dog and dipped in ketchup. And that's totally something that we would do as well. Like make it fancy for us and then stream it down. And then and then kid it up for the kids. Yes. And they had French fries from a frozen bag and mixed fruit. So I love frozen French fries. That's like such a good staple to have in your house because you can add it to anything. And we we have been doing that more than usual in this current uh, climate. (laughs) We have had more bags of frozen things. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. We're continuing through the week of dinners that we actually ate and fed our families. So we are up to Wednesday, Megan. What did you have on Wednesday? So here's the second half of my week when things start to spiral downward. Um, The kids (laughs) go. That makes it sound so bad. Do you just mean they start to change structure? Well, gosh, that makes it sound better. Oh, you mean they actually spiral downward? The kids go to John's on Wednesday and typically they would go right after school. So typically Wednesday... Thursday and Friday, I would be feeding myself only. Um, and Jacob, if he were here, but he has been going with the kids. So I've been all alone in my mm-hmm. house Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, and then some Saturdays, you know, every other Saturday. And so usually I'd go out. Yeah. Um, 
but that's not happening right now. And I'm finding that I'm getting very particular about what I'm willing to spend money on um, for takeout as well. And I mean, it's just a different experience. Like when I sit down at a restaurant and someone's serving me and they're filling my wine glass for me, I'm willing to spend money on things I wouldn't want to spend money on if I sit at home and pull out a menu. I just have to be really honest. So I haven't really even been doing takeout or delivery. So anyway, Wednesday, I had had this plan to get up and make the kids like a big um, breakfast, Mm -hmm. but they all slept in and then I got busy. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make you guys a big brunch. And then I just kind of didn't want to. I don't know. It was just one of those days I just didn't get moving and they had been like snacking all late morning and nobody was hungry. And then John got held up on a job. So he wasn't going to be there until like close to five. And since my ex is one of the only adults I get to see right now, um, (laughs) I was like, do you you want to come over for dinner? He's like, like an excited puppy dog. Like, oh my gosh, there's going to be another adult in the house. And so he came over to get the kids. And then we all had like a big breakfast for dinner. But the funny thing is it wasn't even really dinner time. It was neither lunch nor dinner. It was like dinner. I I I think it was 4.30. And so it was breakfast. And I had mimosas for he and I, and that was really fun. That is perfect. But what did you actually cook? Like, what does that look like? Breakfast for dinner, regardless of the time. We had pancakes, bacon. um, We still had some leftover quiche and mimosas. And then the kids had baked mimosas with 7-Up. That's really cute. Do you have a pancake mix that you like or a recipe? (laughs) Well, let me tell you, I bought a huge bag of it at Costco and it's the crusties. Uh-huh. Yeah, and crusties I mean, usually good. I would just use whatever. I would use Bisquick or whatever. Um, I actually really liked the crusties. I thought that the the um ratio was correct. Okay. Which I often find that when I follow the box, it's too thick and I have to water it down. And sometimes the first pancake is bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's just too doughy. So I was happy. I was very happy. Good. They weren't as sweet as some pancakes. Some pancakes are a little sweeter. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't put usually syrup on mine. So I like them a little bit sweeter and then just butter or, and maybe some fruit, but, um, I, that, yeah, I just use from a mix. I don't yeah. make them myself. We sometimes, we do actually quite a bit from scratch, but not because we're fancy, just because sometimes it feels like equal amount of work. Like if you have to get right. out a mixing bowl and eggs and a measuring cup for the water or oil anyway, it's just not. So we used to not keep mix on hand and we would just make it from scratch. And at one point I had a simple recipe memorized, so I didn't even have to look it up. But um, lately we have been picking up a mix. Trader Joe's has a couple good ones and Brian will add chocolate chips and I love pancakes. Mm. Well, and the, um, the mixes that I tend to use do not call for any eggs. It's oh, just that's helpful then. Okay. But you do have so that. Dozen, I mean, that makes so it's so fine. much easier. <laughs> but you well, no, have- but I used, I used a good three dozen on my quiches cause I make quiches with tons of eggs. So yeah. Yeah. So okay. now I'm down. Like I, my, my, my egg pile, my egg hoard is, is low. It has so. been right sized. Uh, well, yes. Wednesday, How about you? Wednesday, I think was the day Brian, it must've been the day Brian went to the store. It's all blurring together, but it must've been because he came home with uh, Trader Joe's has pizza dough uncooked. So it's the dough itself, but it's in a sealed plastic bag and you then roll it out and make your own pizza. And it's really fun. And it, mm. it also doesn't stay good for more than like 24, 48 hours. So you have to use it right away. Uh, a listener told us via Instagram that you can freeze that as well, which is good to know. So we made three homemade pizzas, rolled them out. And um, they also sell so- fresh sauce that's in more of like um, like in the a plastic container, not a jar. So it's like fresh. Um, so we bought that at Trader Joe's. And Allegra's had Canadian bacon. Reed's had sausage. 
Violet's was cheese. We let them all like pick their topping and make their pizza. And then we just stood over the counter with them and basically ate off their plates for ourselves. So we served oh, nice. no sides. There was nothing like it wasn't it was fun to make the pizzas, but it wasn't really a complete meal. There was no there was nothing else. It was just we just right. all shoved our faces with a lot of pizza. So it was good. Well, that sounds like a meal to me. Yeah. I mean, no, it was it, 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 it's got your your fruit or your uh, vegetable on it. Yeah. Yeah. The sauce. Right. The sauce. Yeah. We had a fresh sauce. <laughs> yeah. It's a stretch. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Kelsey said she asked, she meant to skip her HelloFresh um, delivery, but she forgot. So it came their HelloFresh delivery and they had a creamy Parmesan chicken spaghetti and the kids mm. had leftover pizza and applesauce. So yay for Kelsey and Eric, at least getting a yummy HelloFresh. I love that she said something like, I forgot to skip my HelloFresh. It just showed up and I'm so excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That All was right, that fun. brings us to Thursday, which would be you by yourself, correct? Yes, so this is me by myself. And this, it was, uh, I did not knock it out of the park. There was nothing to write home about that day. I realized I still had leftover pork in the fridge. And I can also be someone who doesn't care about dinner. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm sitting here by myself. I'm working. I had had kind of a later lunch and I thought, I don't, I know I should eat. And there's food in my fridge and I should have some, but. I wasn't excited about any of it. So I just took out some pork loin and um, there was still a couple little slices of peach and I smashed them down on the top and had that. And that was like at four. And then at like seven o'clock, I had a big bowl of popcorn, homemade popcorn with lots of butter. Yeah, I know you love your popcorn. I like popcorn, too. Um, What about you? Well, I realized that I have made it to Thursday of this week without properly disclosing like I've been using the royal we a lot. I don't know if you've noticed. And you know yes. the actual. I, I wasn't going to call you out. <laughs> I actually meant to say this at the beginning. I wasn't trying to be sheepish about it. But the royal we suggests that we do all of this cooking and Brian's been home. But Brian is the he is the one who loves to cook in our family. And during the current pandemic, he's been home. Um, I would say that during normal life, non-pandemic life, we're about 60, 40 or 70, 30 him, meaning mm. I am fully capable of putting dinner on the table for my family. I just don't enjoy it as much. And if he's home in time, then he'll do it. And often it's a, it's 50 50 in terms of deciding what to thaw, what to get, what to like. We're very um, collaborative in deciding what to have. But he gets his ha- he's the one who gets his hands in there and cooks because he really enjoys it. And during pandemic life it's pretty much been a hundred percent him or I've been some kind of a sous chef. Like I, I do the roasted vegetables and I, you know, may, might prep some stuff for the kids, but he is the one doing the cooking. So I just felt like before I go into chicken curry and that's what reminded me because it was all him. <laughs> yeah. Our chicken. Curry. You're there for moral support. You are there for moral I support. I am. And there oh. are other divisions of labor in our house that perhaps look more traditional or, or more equal. And I think, you know, I I don't know. I feel, I feel a little guilty. Like I know not everybody has a super willing and able uh, cooking partner as I do, but I guess I shouldn't feel guilty. It's I should just give him the props that he deserves. He's a very good cook. Yes, exactly. Um, No reason to feel guilty about that. So Thursday we had chicken and veggie curry with brown rice. And so we usually just look up a recipe online. We don't do it the same every time, but there's always a can of coconut milk that we buy from Trader Joe's that I just usually have on hand. Um, and then a bunch of curry powder. Um, and I know this time he cooked the chicken in a pan, like it was chicken thighs and he chopped them up small first and cooked them in high heat in the pan, but not really with any spices, just the chicken by itself and then set it aside and then did all the veggies with the curry spices 
added the coconut milk. So it was like a sauce and then put the chicken back in. Um, and then mm, we that had, sounds so good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and then we happened to have fresh cilantro and I like slivered almonds and like a squeeze of lime. I'm a big like, uh, you know, the garnishes. Accoutrement. Yeah, I, I like garnishes. <laughs> yes. So that made it yummy. And the kids are getting better about dinners like that. Like they'll try the chicken in the sauce and I, we must have done. I didn't write it down, but we must have supplemented with some buttered bread because I know they didn't all eat chicken curry and rice. So I can't remember. I didn't write it down. But for the record, I'm sure that we made them some peanut butter toast or something. So that was yeah. Thursday. And um, Kelsey said it was really nice out where they live finally. So they grilled steaks and had baked potato and corn. That sounds mm. lovely. Sounds delicious as well. It sounds like what I'll be eating hopefully within the next couple of months because it'll be nice here. Yeah. And you've got a new, able to have new a house and proper, new deck. And yeah. Yep. Um, so Friday. Okay, so on Friday, I was sitting around thinking, gee whiz, what am I going to eat? Because <laughs> I'm finally like either out of pork or I'm just done with it. And let, I mean, let, let's not uh, miss the fact that one pork loin, not a tenderloin, but like the bigger like roast loin got mm-hmm. us, what, three meals? Yeah. And I think there was still some left. So yeah. that's just a good thing for me to remember as I'm planning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just sitting there thinking, gosh, what am I going to get to eat? And I had been to CVS a few days earlier and I just had to get like some CVS type stuff like that you couldn't really get because the grocery stores I go to are just groceries. They don't have like good shampoo and things like that. Yeah. So I had to make a run to CVS, but because everyone's trying to like cut down on how much they're doing, I had asked friends if they needed anything and I ended up calling it the Corona variant. The Corona fairy was coming to visit. So (laughs) I dropped off like a, um, a bag with Jenna had requested a couple of things, but I threw in some like little face masks for her and the girls to do in like a magazine. And no, oh, I thought I you know, meant like face masks. I was like, like no, I did. Like, yeah, no, 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 not like, no, not like a uh, medical face. Mask. Right. No, like fun like, ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like the ones that look like a tiger yes, a or mask. whatever. Yes. A sheet mask. Thank yes. you. Um, and like, I was just grabbing stuff as I was like walking up, I wasn't, you know, shopping yeah. around, but I was like, Oh, these are cute. Throw those in. I grabbed a little thing of mini margaritas. Cause I know for myself, like, one of the things I keep thinking right now is I wish someone would just make me a really good cocktail, which mm-hmm. is funny because I rarely drink cocktails. Yeah. But because I can't have anyone make me one, that's you what I been, want. Yeah. The, you really enjoy like being out and like the, yes. the, the experience of sitting at a bar and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yes. I can see that. Um, so I just grabbed a little mini thing of uh, margaritas. Anyway, so I called it the Corona Fairy. And then so last night they dropped off a wet burrito from a... Um, local restaurant. Nice. And that's my Corona Fairy, which was a nice surprise because I was thinking like I didn't know what I wanted. And I, otherwise, I guess I would have sat alone and eaten leftover popcorn. I mean, a burrito delivery is pretty much like um, a, like the food version of love. Like, yes, a burrito. <laughs> I mean, I have always said that a burrito is like my desert island food. Like if I could only yeah. eat one food for the rest of my life, it would be a burrito because it has everything in it that you would ever need. So what was in yours? Was it chicken? It was, um, it was a steak wet burrito. And this restaurant is a little out of the way. I wouldn't have thought to go there myself. Um, but they make really, really good wet burritos with like the red sauce and a ton Mm -hmm. of cheese. And then I just slathered sour cream all over it and good spices. It was delish. Yeah. And that probably made, if did you eat the whole thing or were there leftovers? I would eat leftovers of that. Sure. Um, I usually cherry pick all the stuff I want. Yeah. Like I kind of rip it open and then eat everything I want out. So what's left is usually just the bottom a pile. The, yeah. It's a pile of stuff that goes in the trash. <laughs> so sounds yeah. good. Well, okay. So this was, we're recording this on a Saturday. So this was actually last night and this was a fully split adult 
kid dinner. So the kids had hot dogs and sweet potato fries um, that, you know, from a frozen bag and some cut up fruit. And we had some salmon we had bought, but not a lot of it. So I think there was Allegra might have had some of the salmon, but we never even intended to serve it for the kids. So this was like one of those meals where it was adults versus kids from the very beginning. Um, and asparagus, Brian does his asparagus. Um, he did it in the pan on the stove this time, but he uses sesame oil and black sesame seeds Mm. and it's so good. Um, what was funny is I was really looking forward to the salmon and asparagus because I had not been eating super healthy the last couple of days. And so I just felt like, okay, that feels like a healthy grown up meal. And we had friends FaceTime us, our closest friends in Arizona, FaceTimed us like surprise. It wasn't like a planned Zoom happy hour, but it was like, it just, it made the night. It was just like seeing these faces that we weren't expecting to see and the kids seeing their friends and us seeing, this was like the family where we were good couple friends with the couple. And, um, but it was right as Brian served the dinner because it wasn't planned. And so we ended right. up FaceTiming with our friends and then the dinner was a little cold. So I felt a little sad about that, but happy to have like had the surprise of seeing our friends oh. on the screen. Yeah. So that was last night. Kelsey said they had hamburgers, potato wedges, and roasted broccoli. That all sounds mm, that all sounds, sounds good. good. I, I want to go to Kelsey's like house. Kelsey, I know. I feel like Kelsey's not here to defend herself, but I feel like she's a good meal planner and probably better than she gives herself credit for about like, okay, this is what we're having. Like, you know, yeah. we're sticking to it. Like the kids may need, you know, they may not eat it, but this is what we're having. And so good job, Kelsey, especially when my kids were younger, like Kelsey's kids ages, I was not nailing it That's in honest. that department. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have to talk about what we're planning to serve tonight because we didn't, I yes. mean, this is like the last day of the week that we recorded or that we wrote yeah. down our meals. So what do you have planned? Your kids are coming home, right? My kids are coming home and I have groceries being dropped off um, soon. Well, I believe, (laughs) but you know, now everything takes longer. And so if my groceries are delivered on time, which means it's going to have to be in the next half hour, um, it'll be slow braised pork shoulder, Mm -hmm. um, probably cauliflower rice and Brussels sprouts. But if the pork isn't delivered on time, that'll be tomorrow's meal. And today will probably be like spaghetti with the, with vegetables on the side or something. Cause I have to use up those Brussels sprouts. Okay. Uh, But like, I, yeah, I don't have another fresh meat, all my other meats in the freezer. Yeah. So, and if the way I do pork shoulder, I cook it for six to seven hours. Yeah. So it would already be a late dinner. Yeah. And it would, it's going to get too late if it doesn't get here soon. So So. how will you do the cauliflower rice in, in this case, it's not part of like a stir fry. It'll just be by itself. Same way. Yeah. It would just be on the side. Okay. Yep. And just then, salted, just like buttered and salted yeah. like rice. Yeah. Do all of your children eat Brussels sprouts? I know they're like grown children, but. They, I cannot think of one who won't eat them. Okay. Um, Clara loves them really burned. Yeah. I, I so, kind of do too. Yeah. I mean, I'm Me not going to say really burned, but I, I love the crispy ones. So I make like, I, I cut them in half, but yeah. I cut a few of them smaller mm-hmm. so that they'll cook even more. And then she kind of goes through and picks the ones that she likes. And I think Will's not a huge fan, but. He'll eat a couple like he's not going to turn up his nose completely. So So. I have had trouble getting the desired crispiness consistently. And I've been roasting Brussels sprouts probably since it was first popular for a few years. I feel like you and I have talked about roasted Brussels sprouts on this podcast probably for five years. But I just feel like sometimes I nail it and sometimes I don't. And I think for a while I was putting too much oil or I don't know. And so now I'm almost I've gotten a little like timid about it because when I nail it, I nail it. And I also like it crispy, like crispy, salty, 
yeah. you know, really like a good char on some of the pieces. And I, I just haven't figured out. Sometimes I feel like they're soggy or, or yeah. I don't know. Maybe is, it could be the quality of the vegetable itself. <laughs> Deflect, well, I, thus deflecting yes. the blame from me. The little, the little ones cook up better in yeah. my opinion. And the ones that are easy to find in big bags often tend to be big and I cut them way down. Um, I've also found that I have to kind of like, like start the heat lower and then crank it up to get that char. But if I start too hot, then the outside roasts before the inside can cook or something. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? So yeah, I've played around with it a lot. Um, and I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I do think when I get the little cute ones, those tend to just do better than yeah. the big ones. And yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I'll keep trying. Um, tonight, <laughs> tonight we have kind of boring, boneless, skinless chicken breasts thawing, or maybe they're already thawed. Um, but we're going to grill them. It's nice. And probably barbecue sauce. The kids like barbecue sauce. I could kind of take or leave it, but they will eat chicken more if there's like a barbecue flavor to it. Um, mm. And Brian and I, we, we were just noticing that we have a bunch of good romaine. So we might turn that into like a, a really exciting salad, like not a boring yeah. salad, but a, an entree salad, if you will. Um, I think we have some avocado. And so maybe like approaching a cob situation like that direction for us uh, or a barbecue, barbecue chicken salad. Um, and then what else? I mean, probably fruit and bread for the kids. That's as far as we've planned. Kelsey said they are doing chicken and ribs on the smoker mm. and we'll have baked beans and roasted carrots. We also got a smoker for Christmas. Brian did. And so we sometimes do smoked stuff and that's kind of cool too. That sounds like really gourmet. I need a smoker. It is. I mean, you have room in the backyard for it now. <laughs> I, know, I do. In. It's like the size of like a mini fridge kind of. Um, yeah. And it's on wheels. So like it's stored on the side of the house with like a cover, but just like, just like a portable grill, like you can wheel it out yeah. and get it set up. And I, I don't like smoked flavor. Like I really don't. No, like, I really don't. Yeah. I don't like super smoky. Um, when there's like all those chips in there that add yes. all the smokiness. You to and them, I, but I it's do, our flavor yeah. profile matchup. Exactly. Like, no, I, I hate that. Now ribs that are cooked in the smoker, if they don't have that smoky, yes. smoky, that's fine. Um, but like, I hate smoked salmon and smoked, um, like anything with that hickory. Like, I, I just, think it yeah. depends a lot on what is added during the smoking. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've had lots of things like I'll go to a barbecue, say festival type thing. And I've had like really good pulled pork sandwiches or ribs out of a smoker that I've loved. And then sometimes I eat something that's got that intense smoky flavor yes. I and mean, they're smoking beer now. You seen that? No. Around here. Well, you know, people in yeah. Michigan and their beer, like, <laughs> And now everybody's got to outdo each other to have the best beer, the, the most unique beer. So they put it, like they pour the beer and then they put this like glass, like it looks like a little cloche or whatever over the top. It's like full of smoke. Yes. I, it I have the seen beer. this. Yeah. Blah. No, I don't like no, that. Thank no, you. No, me neither. <laughs> well, we made it through the week. We did. Do you have any, anything week. interesting that you have thought about for the week ahead that maybe like isn't from the rotation from this past week that you're looking forward to or anything in quarantine life that you're looking forward to trying or doing more of? I mean, I think one thing I did um, buy last week was an enormous clamshell of spring mix and it's holding up pretty well. Okay. But I need to use it. Mm -hmm. um, I got some sliced. Costco was like such a magical place to me just because it was all stuff I'd never like a lot of it was stuff yeah. I'd never seen before or quantities I was not used to. Uh, but I got a this sirloin that came in a fridge, like a refrigerator um, is pre-cooked. OK. And it comes with a like a some kind of grill or pan sauce or uh -huh. something. And it's 
It's perfectly medium rare. And you just take it out and put it in a pan and heat it up. And then I'm going to make salads with that this yeah, week. Yeah, that'll be yummy. One of the things we talk about, I'm glad that you're doing a salad today that's a proper salad because we've talked about the yeah. fact that home salads never seem as good no. or as exciting. And I pretty much refuse to make like like side salads. Like it yeah. just feels like the amount of work her enjoyment is so off for right. me. But so for me, often what salad is, is like I grab a handful of spring mix, put it on a kid's plate and give them a square ranch. Yeah. Like that's really what it looks like in our house, which some of the kids love that. They just want the excuse to eat the ranch. Right. right? And so they'll eat whatever's under it. But that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um. So I think that will be fun. And then I think that this is going to be another day, either tomorrow or the next day. I'll get to make my favorite um Ooh, your hash, hash. we hash, actually yeah. we finally did put that on our blog we'll link to it because you've mentioned it a number of times and you wrote it up for isaac your grown son who was moving out so you wrote it in like directions that you know a 20 year old right. boy could follow um yes. and we do have that on the blog so people have often asked about your sweet potato pork hash yes recipe. i believe that it's super easy and everybody goes bananas for it and i usually serve it with a couple eggs on top, which will be good in my current uh, egg climate yeah. in my house. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think um, I think we just got a butcher box delivery this week. And Brian was saying they are experiencing delays, but they're still like you place your order pretty far in advance. So at least you would know when it's coming. And so I'm sure we have we probably have some ribs and we probably have some chicken wings. Those are both, um, you know, exciting. So we might do some more smoking. I think the weather's going to warm up here. So but other than that, that's as far as, as far as I've thought this week. Well, that's as far as you need to yep. just yet. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And just so you know, we are gearing up for our next set of listener questions episodes. We do those every few months or so. And we would love to hear your voices. We're really going to be prioritizing questions that come in recorded in your own voice. So you can head to speakpipe.com slash the mom hour, or you can just use your phone's voice memo recorder to record a question and just drop it in an email to us at hello at the we're hoping to kind of strike a balance this time between questions that address the current situation that we're all in, but also, you know, those that don't. So just send it in, whether your question feels really timely for right now or more timeless, just send it in. We would love to hear your voices. So again, that's speakpipe.com slash the mom hour lets you do it all right there, makes it super easy or check the show notes for a few other ways that you can send us a question. Yeah. And this Friday, we'll also have a voices episode with Stacey Billis of the Didn't I Just Feed You podcast. Um, last September, Sarah actually interviewed both Stacey and Megan of the Didn't I Just Feed You podcast. And it was one of our most popular voices episodes ever. Mm -hmm. So was. I'm very excited about this. We're going to talk about pantry cooking and freezer cooking because I think that's just very relevant right now, but also should, al should always be something yeah. we're good at and kind of building skills around and keeping ahead of your meal planning while things are in this flux. Um, and Stacy also has a cookbook about chicken coming out at the end of April. And I am really excited to talk about that because I think chicken is one of those things that can feel very mysterious. And it's also something there's been shortages of certain cuts. Hmm. So if you're having to, you know, learn how to break a chicken down yeah. and you've never done that before, or you have to cut, if you cook with a cut, you've not usually, if you're, you know, if you're used to just doing chicken breasts, like mm -hmm. boneless, skinless, and suddenly you've got to use thighs, it's a little bit different. So we're going to talk about that and dig into some of the chicken mysteries. I love that chicken mysteries and I love Stacy. Um, okay, we'll look for that. That is coming out this Friday, Friday of this week. And so we will talk to you then. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. 
Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. 